Welcome back. It's the Game Stoppers. We got some stuff to talk about today. We got the James Harden trade. Then we got the Super Bowl. We're going to start off with the James Harden trade because, you know, save best for last, of course. Now, Harden, at trade deadline, got traded to Philly. Harden, Millsap, Philly, Simmons, Drum, Seth, two first-rounders to Brooklyn. Who won the trade? I'm going to say Brooklyn won. Reason why. Number one, they got who they wanted at Ben Simmons. And they got a shooter at Seth. Because now we know most likely, actually pretty much 100%, Joe Harris is out for the season. Now they got their shooter that they need. They got Seth. He actually just went off the other night with 23.7 rebounds and 5 assists. They got Drummond, who after leaving the Lakers, has played really well, especially in Philly. He was averaging seven rebounds a game off of 14 minutes, 12 minutes, sorry, seven minutes. <laughs> That's almost a rebound per minute. Now he's going to get some playing time. He's going to get those boards that we all see from him. And I saw some pretty cool today where Drummond's the first player in NBA history to go to – have all these numbers, 0, 1, 2, 3, 4. I, I, I thought that was pretty cool. But anyway, Drummond, definitely a W. They need that good center. I don't think LaMarcus Aldridge is that that guy to be the starting center. And then especially when you have Blake Griffin sometimes being the starting center, it's just weird. I think put Drum at starting center and you're good. You're solid. You also get Ben Simmons, who will probably play later this week, if not next week. Definitely W. They need defense. Ben can guard anybody on the court that he needs to. He can guard a center. He can guard a power forward. He can guard a small forward, shooting guard, point guard, whoever. He will lock up. I've always had high praise for Ben Simmons. Never understood the whole Philly thing with his beef with them. I just like him because he's that defensive guy. Should he play point guard? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If you want to put him at point guard, go right ahead because you got that shooting on the team with Katie once he's back after the All-Star. You got Kyrie on some of the games that will provide that. Will provide that. You got Seth. Your shooting's fine. I think Ben Simmons is the best fit over there in Brooklyn right now. And you could move him anywhere. Anywhere. Shoot. Put him at power forward. Have Kyrie run the point. Seth run the two. That'd be great. That'd be great. Or put Ben at the small forward. Have Blake run the four and then Drum run the five. Brooklyn won. Philly, my only thing is, is Joel Embiid. He's so dominant in the paint. In the paint, that is that's that's his area. He's just he's one of the most dominant players in the NBA today behind Giannis. Behind Giannis. 
So Harden is that guy that needs that ISO to keep a wide open lane to the court. And you're going to have to have Embiid down there. And a lot of people double team him. That leaves Embiid to pass the ball out and all that. But I don't, I don't know how it'll work. It'll work. I can see it working with Harden and Embiid. But right now, I, I also don't. Harden plays like a center needs to go out. When he had Capella, he had him usually out on the corners. And the minute he'd drive, that person that was on Capella, this was back Rockets Day. I'm going a little farther. Would the person that was on Capella would usually suck in to guard Harden, and then that leaves Harden with a dish to either Capella or for a dunk or maybe someone else in the back, and that's how he would play. But Embiid's going to be down there in the paint, and Harden's not going to really have that dish, per se. I mean, even when he was in Brooklyn, there was an ISO a lot, and then when he did a step back, a draw defender, or when he drove, a draw a defender too, and then he would have an easy, easy dish. But with Embiid there, it's going to be a little weird. I don't know how it'll work. All I can say is I can see the pick-and-roll game with those two being very deadly. Very deadly to other teams. Grading scale-wise, I give Philly a B plus, Brooklyn an A-. Close, but in all, Brooklyn did win. Ooh. Ooh. The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Rams take it 23-20. to 20. Woo! I'm going to break down this game as much as I can. We saw Ramsey. They targeted after Ramsey, saying they see all of his flaws. He's not that type of guy. Everybody's so worried to throw his direction. Now Ramsey's in the spotlight of games. We don't think that he'll thrive. We think that he'll shake. Jamar had him dropped many times. Now, the T. Higgins touchdown play. There should have been a flag, yes. But I think the people and the fans and the players and the coaches, the staff, all saw how the refs were treating this game before the fourth quarter. I'm going to just say that right now. Before the fourth quarter, we saw how the refs were treating the game. They were treating it as, let's have them play. Dude, I saw a bunch of holding calls that they would have called during the regular season. I saw a bunch of uh, legal block in the back. I saw a bunch of PI grabbing, but they let them play, which was genius for those three quarters until they, uh, you know what, I'm going to get into that fourth quarter later. Let's start off with the Bengals, though. Burrow was sacked seven times, and 11 QB hits were on him. The issue with that is the line wasn't doing as bad as I thought they would do at the beginning. I thought they held Donald pretty well, 
They held Vaughn well. They held Floyd well. Toward the end, you saw him get more and more tired because that's a lot of work. You got to try to make sure Donald's out of the way. You got to try to make sure Vaughn's out of the way. You got to try to make sure Floyd's out of the way. So you saw him get tired, and then they just, second half, they were just beat up. They were beat up. Burrow, though. Burrow had a really good game. He had a great game. I don't think he could have played any better. When he went down, I thought, oh, that's game. I This was before I knew Bengals-Rams score. When he went down and he had that look in his face like, oh, no, he tore his ACL. He broke something. That look that he gave, that was pain. <laughs> and then Joe Shiesty came back and said, no, no, no. No, no, no. And I thought that was awesome. I'm like, oh, this dude. This dude's too good. And I thought, I really did. I was like, maybe the Bengals have this. They were up. I still had my picks on the Rams. I did pick them to win. Score was not right after the last podcast. As you know, I did not pick the score right. But I did pick the Rams to win. I didn't expect it to be this low of a scoring game. I, I Only part I expected was a kind of a feel-out quarter, which was supposedly the first quarter, where I thought they would just feel each other out and just be like, oh, okay, I know how they're going to play now. Mixon had a good game, though. He had... 15 carries for 72 yards against the Rams defense. That's pretty good. <sighs> Let's get to this, though. On that final play where Burrow had to like do this toss-type play, Donald with the pressure and the QB hit right there, seal off the game. Donald was offsides. On that play, on top of that play, if if Burrow had one and a half seconds of time, I can almost guarantee you this dude would have thrown that up to Jamar Chase because he had Ramsey eating dust, dust. He had him tasting the ground. Just didn't happen, though. Did not happen. Ramsey played a horrible game. But does it matter? No. That is the only player that I will be talking about of how horrible they played because he is a high-caliber player. We get to the fourth quarter now, which is what I will be talking about. Now, here's where I could disagree with the calls. That drive where the Rams were on, the, on near the touchdown in the red zone, there were some calls that could have not been called. A little tug of the jersey by I, their middle linebacker, Pratt, I think is what I saw. And they called that pass interference. Then there was another one, Logan Wilson. 
They called a hold on that. Then there was an out route that Cup did. I don't remember. I don't recall who was guarding him there, but there was a hold there too, and they called it. Those should not have been holds. They they shouldn't have been pass interference at all. I'm just saying what they saw. When I say there was a hold there, that's what they called. They called that pass interference. Should have never been called. Never. Those were clean. You haven't been calling this stuff at all in the game. I It just blew my mind. Why call it now? Why? Because clearly it looks like you want the Rams to win. They have home field advantage. And on top of that, they're the Rams. They have an older team. They have players on there that are more notable than Bengals players. I think if you asked any casual NFL fan who, who the Bengals have, they'd probably say Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Now, if you ask them who the Rams have, they'll say, oh, they have Stafford, they have Odell Beckham, they have Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Von Miller. They'd say because it's bigger names and that's who the people want to win. And I'm guessing that's who the refs wanted to win based on that red zone. And then it wind up being a Eli Apple got dusted, which I saw all of those comments those NFL players made. Those are those are funny ones that I saw. Uh, smoking on that Eli Apple pack, Lamar Jackson. Uh, NFL memes on Instagram posted a bunch of hilarious ones. It was great. It was great. That's what you get for talking all that smack, though. Let's be honest. Honest, honestly, though, I, I. <sighs> It, it made me mad. I didn't care who won. I just threw a guess out there of who was going to win. I really didn't care who won that. I thought it was going to be a great Super Bowl. Was. It was a new Super Bowl. A Super Bowl where in 19 years where we haven't seen San Francisco 49ers, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, or Peyton Manning in. So it's like a new era, which was great to watch. Just that... That it was that red zone that made me mad and made me kind of feel in a Rams fan situation like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> you're calling that? You're letting these boys play all game long and now you're calling that? There was, there was a pass that was intended for T. Higgins and Ramsey was on him. This was not this was not the face mask one. This is a totally different one where Ramsey was holding holding that jersey on T Higgins and Ramsey to wind up deflecting the pass and they didn't call it. I'm like, that's cool. They were letting them play the game. Probably should have called that, but you know it's cool that they were letting them play. I expect this the whole game. I don't know what I was thinking. Refs are blind and I should have known that after that face mask call on Ramsey T Higgins. Ugh. Disgusting. It disgusts me when refs do that. I think all NFL fans have experienced a bad ref moment. All of them. Now, for Super Bowl MVP. Cooper Cup. Eight receptions, 92 yards, two touchdowns. What a game. That's a Cooper Cup type game. Except I did expect more yards. 
but he showed up with the touchdown. Now, there was a play that wind up not counting, but it was still awesome. When he jumped up, well, Stafford was scrambling. Cup made a move outside, out on the back of the end zone. And Stafford throws it. Cup jumps up. And while he's jumping, he's looking at the ball, then looks to his left, and he's like, oh, I'm about to get hit by a defender. Then looks back at the ball, catches it, and then secures it. And that was like, it was going to be a touchdown if there wasn't a flag, which called it back. Thought that was, I, I thought, I was like, no way he just caught that. He did, though. Donald, great game. Four tackles, two sacks, three QB hits, and two tackle for losses. That moment when he grabbed Mixon from not getting the first down, he literally held that offensive lineman. A 300-plus pound man that's dedicated his life to be an NFL, I guess, player and dedicated like a back half of his life of what he is now to be a right guard. And he, all Donald did was like, you're in the league? <laughs> okay. Used his right arm, lifted him up pretty much, and waited for Mixon to come his way. And then grabbed Mixon with his other arm and just pulled him back. And Mixon's a big back. Donald said, nah, this dude's tiny. This dude's tiny. He's little. He's little. My next thing. Where does this put Donald with Lawrence, Taylor, and all defenders? This definitely moves Donald up to a top three. And he ain't number three. He's number two on my list. Number one will still be LT unless Aaron Donald does come back to the NFL next season because he did say that he may or may not retire after this one. I do think it is all talk, but if he does come back and let's say he plays for two, three more years, gets more Pro Bowls, gets, let's say, a Defensive Player of the Year, and maybe another Super Bowl. If he gets another Super Bowl, yes, he is the greatest defensive player of all time. If he gets a Defensive Player of the Year award two more times, or instead just gets it, actually scratched two more times. If he gets it one more time, yes, he's better than Lawrence Taylor. Pro Bowls, if he's there for three years, gets three more, he is the best defensive player of all time. But for now, he is second because Lawrence Taylor, is, he got an MVP. It's that MVP that puts Lawrence Taylor ahead of him. Donald will go down as one of the most defensive, best defensive players of all time, though. I put him ahead of Deion Sanders only because it's easy for that because Deion Sanders, you all you had to do against him was just throw to the other side. You saw the receiver that was being guarded by Deion Sanders. Honestly, he had a clean jersey. He could have just hung it up. He didn't, he didn't need to wash it or anything. But the other receiver was always covered in mud, grass, turf. He was just covered in anything. And then his helmet was all banged up from being tackled with other helmets. So that's the reason I put Dion at third now. But with Donald and what position he plays, you can't just single him out. Uh, what you have to do is double guard him or triple guard him, which we have seen. This dude, though, 
moves linemen. I was asked one time, how much do you think Donald can lift for bench? I said, shoot, four buses. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? It's definitely four buses. <laughs> now, we got the Bengals. Sorry for you guys, all Cincinnati fans, Bengals players. I really am. But I don't got I don't think you guys should worry. I have you guys going to the Super Bowl in 2024. 2024, I think that line will be better. The team will be better because of how young they are and how more experienced they'll be. Burrow will be a top three quarterback in the league. Jamar will be a top five receiver in the league. Jesse Bates will still be his top top three, top five safety in the league. Eli Apple will be gone. <laughs> O-line will be better. T. Higgins will now become like a top 25, top 20 receiver in the league. Because you guys have that young core. Uh, shoot. Logan Wilson might even become a top linebacker, top 20 linebacker in the league. Top 15 linebacker in the league for coverage. Dude played amazing. He He sniffed out almost every run the Rams had. He played incredible. Joe Mixon, maybe he'll become a top five running back in the league if once they get that O-line that they so desire. Because <laughs> how that O-line's playing, if they keep that same O-line for Burrow, dude will retire at age 29. He won't even be 30. Anyway, congratulations to the Rams. Sorry for the Bengals. I did see something where Richard Sherman said Stafford should not be considered into the Hall of Fame. I agree. He shouldn't. Just because he got the Super Bowl does not mean anything. What that tells me is that people, like, you're like saying Nick Foles should be in the Hall of Fame because he won a Super Bowl. No. No. Same thing with Flacco. Flacco should be in the Hall of Fame because he won a Super Bowl. No, <laughs> not at all. Not how this works. Stafford did his job, which I ex I expected Stafford to have that game where he throws that pick, that one stupid pick where he always throws deep and thinks that he's going to make some sort of great play, which never winds up having, always winds up being underthrown in a pick. Besides that, Stafford shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. He did good for the Rams. That was definitely a great game that he had. Sucks about Odell. Tore his ACL again. But that's what you get for playing on turf. Turf should be out of the NFL. Just too normal grass. It's so much better. Trust me. It's so much better. You, you, you damage so much on turf. It, it's not fun. Debo spoke about it. Said make it just normal grass. It's easier. All right. That's going to end it. Again, congratulations to the Rams. Congratulations to Von Miller. Got his Super Bowl. Happy to see him do it again. And Burrow, I'm sure we'll see you again. And, and the Cincinnati Bengals back at it again in the Super Bowl. That's going to cap it off for this 
podcast episode. Peace.